to school. What is a grandpa? <laughs> yeah. You're not my grandpa. It's like, it's I don't know. I've not studied biology. Grandpa's what is a grandpa anyway? Yeah, let's be funny. Well, <laughs> let's be funny. That's a good frame of mind to be in. Let's get started with that. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny. That com. Two blind brothers and blind sister. Tell it the way we see it. Wake up, Grandpa. All right, everybody, this is a podcast that sounds funny, and Terry's already sleeping on us, it sounds like, a uh, week of uh, February the 27th, uh, 2024, uh, season four, show 18, episode 173, and I'm your host, Keith, and joined with me are... Uh, Diarrhea. Okay, I changed my name. Yeah. Oh, well, I can be toilet flush and get rid of your diarrhea, but I'm Jill. I thought you were going to be constipation as the oh. diarrhea. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I've got my new bumpers all set, and the, the new bumper has our uh, voice of the podcast saying, Wake up, Grandpa, which I guess is why Terry was so tired and yawning. You had to wake up. Yeah. You had to wake him up. Uh, but hey, we like to get started with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? Oh. Hi. Oh, no, you don't. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, you... oh, run for it. Run for it, Jet. Go on. Uh, and I do have a little bit to mention about what's new, but do you guys got something? Mm, I do. But oh. got anything, Joe? No, go ahead. I'll think of something, maybe. Well, I didn't know about talking about it here or in Anchor Topic about playing golf. Oh. Um, well, our anchor topic will be the the vest category, so we we could turn that over to you because that's kind of a, a general catch all uh, wild card topic. Well, um, in a nutshell, I could say. Anyway, I, I was give her a preview last, of what people can expect. Yeah. Last Thursday, um, my wife took me over to um, Pagedale, whatever suburb of St. Louis, to St. Vincent's Community Center, where. Like anything, the last you know half a mile is hard to find. Anyway, we found the place. We went there, and I had my own set of golf clubs that was given to me, gifted to me from Heinz Blind Center, and we take them in there. You know, and I know they're they're they got to be old. You know, we're sitting there, and the guy helping me helping us, whatever he uh, notices that. When I get up to you know address the ball and all the stuff, whatever to hit some balls inside, that my clubs are too short for me. Huh. <laughs> I need bigger clubs, and so he went out to his car and got his own personal club, and brought it in for me to use one of his clubs. I was like, "Ooh, wow, this thing is really nice," you know. And uh, now you're talking about so, the driver, right? The, no, no, the it's iron. just like. Uh, I think he gave me a seven iron we were playing with. Because I know drivers tend to be a little bit long. I think irons, they have different sizes for the length, but the putters are often a little dinky short thing. Right, right. It's like, that's how it is in my bag. I got like all my drivers are long. Those The irons are medium size and the putters are small. <laughs> and uh, 
And so he's like, well, if you come back next Thursday, I have an old set of golf clubs that's better than what you got right there. And uh, because mine seemed to fit your size, I'll give them to you. you I was like, a oh. or something? no, <laughs> he'll give them to me. Oh. And I can give these golf clubs to my wife because they're her size. <laughs> but she don't want to golf, she said. Oh, she went. And she paid attention to what the guy was saying because when I got up there, I go, "How? Is it, what are these? No, you're doing it wrong. You go like this." And I go, "Oh, you were you were paying attention, you know." Well, who so knows? Maybe maybe, like maybe she might get bit by the golfing bug. She, and... yeah, she liked it. You know, from what we did, but hmm. she was too embarrassed to hit a ball. So. No, no. Uh, to be clear, when you go to Heinz, they typically do not issue you golf clubs. The reason Terry got them is because the was it Jerry Shedder had set that he wanted to pass on to you because you saw that you were getting into playing golf up there. So it, it was a more of a personal uh, gifting, not not something you, get, you typically get issued. Anyway, I wanted to point right. That out. I mean, I did the when they took me, I did so well. I mean, I never played golf, but I did so well at it. You know, that they saw that I could have some potential if I applied myself more. And it's like, I'm like, I don't know. I was a, you know, I, they wrote on the ball and everything. I hit the ball about 300 yards. You know, I drove the ball. Bam. Yeah, I just I'm hit not it sure good. If I ever hit one that far, but, uh, yeah. And so I tell my wife, we can go down to the driving range here in Wood River and hit some balls. Just, you know, her, yeah. she just kind of put the ball on the ground and I hit it. They weren't regular uh, official golf balls because we were indoors, like but they balls. weren't plastic. Some of them were plastic wiffle ball golf balls, mm -hmm. but they had nets, you know, that, you know, right. and you hit the ball. They didn't even give you the sound when you hit the ball, you know, whatever it's like. It went yeah. dunk. And like, did I, did it, did I hit it? Did it move? Oh yeah. It's in the net. I go, okay. Yeah. When, I remember when yeah. I was in yeah, National yeah. Guard up in Michigan, there's a couple of guys who were in the golfing and they had the, they had the, the wiffle balls and they would uh, do golf with the wiffle balls. Like looks pretty yeah. cool, but I wasn't really interested at the time. <laughs> yeah. Up at Heinz, they do that too. Before you go out, they take anybody that's never been out before and, they just go out in the big field and they hit, they give you clubs and you go out there and practice for a little while. They're in between classes or after classes, they go out. Well, usually they'll su substitute one of your classes. Instead of doing mobility right. today, we're going to just have you go to this grassy right, area. So and hit some golf balls and see. Right. Now, these, uh, like I said, indoors, they had nets and everything. Now, you could drive, you could use your driver, you could use your irons, or you could putt, you know. It didn't matter. You're, you do a little bit of everything. And so you know, we're going to be going back Thursday. And we do this here for six weeks, go indoor, you know, training and stuff. They they gave me a list, uh, a printout. I scanned it in my computer. It's got all the golf etiquettes and stuff and mm -hmm. what to do, what not to do, and what mm -hmm. you're supposed to yell for. <laughs> yeah. Once you, you hit your ball, ball is speeding towards the guy's head. Yell I, for. I never knew. I never knew there was a time limit. Like once you hit your ball, once you tee off, you have four minutes to find your ball. Other than, other than that, you declare a lost ball and take a penalty stroke. And I, was oh, like, wow. I didn't know that. And, 
Huh. And all this, I was like, well, being blind, it might take us a couple of days. <laughs> you know, a little beep, beep ball, a little beeper, beep ball, yeah. golf ball, beep, 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 a little flashing light. Well, anyway, that <laughs> sounds pretty thorough, so I guess we won't talk about it later. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just going to get a preview of what's to come, but we got the whole thing. <laughs> oh, there was more, but still, anyway, it was fun. Oh, well, okay, stay tuned for part two on Terry's Golfing Adventure later <laughs> for Anchor Tapping. Yeah. Uh, so did, did, did that inspire Jill to think of something? Hey, the only time I played golf is miniature golf. I've never yeah. been out on a I've golf I've had to course. dodge the windmills, the alligators, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for my uh, opening story is uh, our voice of the podcast, Isaac, has a girlfriend. Have I ever mentioned that before? Yeah, I think you said something, but I don't know if it's he, the same girl. <laughs> it's the same girl. He's yeah. he still has his girlfriend. Although I he he was in the house the other day. I'm like, how's school? Eh. How's how's uh, your girlfriend doing? Eh. How's <laughs> how's uh, this life in general? Eh. So I try to dig in a little bit to get more than eh. I <laughs> said, so so you still with your girlfriend? Yeah. She's turned gay. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you do to her to turn her gay? What? Well, how did you do nothing? Like, well, maybe you should have done something. Maybe she wouldn't have turned gay. <laughs> did you kiss her too much? Did you not kiss her enough? What did what did what did you do? Why did you turn her gay? And I'll just get I'll just was having fun with him and uh and whether she is or not, I, I don't know. But I so I go, so you turned her gay, but you're still friends, right? Uh-huh. Like, well there that's all we need to know. You're still friends. <laughs> And they got a lot of experience to go through before they, they're only 12, you know. Yeah, when you're that age, I mean, I remember there's a lot of kids who started dating in middle school and, you know, the holding the hands and kissing and everything and going on dates. And there's a lot of pressure and you, you get worried because you don't have a girlfriend or girls don't have a boyfriend. But there's nothing really to worry about because a lot of people don't date or even have a a girlfriend, boyfriend until after they got out of high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people are just not into that. And they say, there's something wrong with me. I must be gay because nobody likes me. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what's the well, issue. And I think that. That's what's wrong with a lot of kids these days. <laughs> Another thing that I had besides the the alleged gay girlfriend is I, I mentioned it before I got recording that um, you, you may have heard about the Google Gemini uh, chat AI uh, last week had, had a lot of controversy with that. Apparently, in case our listeners haven't heard, uh, Google Gemini has trouble showing pictures of white people. Oh no! And yeah, they they did some tests. I mean, I wouldn't know because I can't see the pictures, but they did some tests. Like, uh, draw a picture of uh, the founding fathers, and they would draw like a black George Washington or an Asian George Washington or something, and say, draw a picture of the of a Canadian hockey team. Uh, there's no black people at all in hockey. <laughs> But apparently, the AI made the whole team black. Huh. Uh, they're like, okay, draw me a Viking. Vikings are notoriously very uh, blonde, white, blue-eyed people. But yeah. they were all uh, uh, black or Asian oh, or female. Huh. A- anything but a white male. 
And like <laughs> everything they tried, you know, draw me a British guy, draw me an Irish guy. They're all multiracial people. And then finally, somebody fooled the AI and they said, draw me a man eating chicken with a big smile on his face. <laughs> and it was a white guy. <laughs> Not a black guy. Like the stereotypical <laughs> thing. Uh, it was a white guy. Like, well, good. There was a lot of guys like, do like chicken. So, like, yeah, I had chicken Sunday. I had chicken yeah. last night. <laughs> but, but anyway, they got into a lot of trouble with that. Now, there was actually a, a technician who who suspected something fishy. So after asking his questions, getting back non-white people, he asked the AI, did you inject any search parameters into my question? And the AI came back, I inserted uh, women, black, multiracial. Like, uh-huh. Well, this is why, <laughs> That's why. You're, you're giving me the right results based on the question, but you're not writing my question correctly yeah. you're you're injecting things that, that i'm not oh. looking for <laughs> right well, that's pretty funny uh but anyway i just got the kick out of hearing about that last week huh. so is joe inspired yet for anything <laughs> well usually it's always about grandkids but i haven't had them this week so I don't know. I was trying to think of something funny that George might have did. We listened to our podcast yesterday, me and him, and he liked it. He laughed at it. I was like, oh. <laughs> We're doing something right. Yay. I was afraid that he wouldn't want to listen to it because everything I do is just weird. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to do that? And I'm like, eh, it's fun to do. <laughs> wow. I'm going to put these things, but it's funny because he does find me odd news stories and the final thoughts and so he puts in his little two cents to help. He, he he's your your writer. He's your behind yeah. the scenes writing writing staff. Yeah. Every good comedian has a writing staff. You know. Behind every <laughs> comedian is a husband. <laughs> writing Jack, staff. Jack, Jack Benny famously, when he was on the air being uh, you know, poked fun at by a fellow comedian, he he says, "You wouldn't say that if my writers were here." <laughs> <laughs> Meaning he would have a good comeback if he, his writers right. were rolling for him. <laughs> Sometimes comebacks come pretty quick, and other times you think of them the next day, and then they're not so funny. Yeah, you think of, <laughs> oh, you know what I should have said? Oh, I should have said this. It would have been so cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I guess we're all out of our opening thoughts about what's yeah. new. Uh, let's uh, look at some birthdays if Terry has some ready for us. Oh, my goodness. Salafalooza, huh, Jack? Happy birthday! Hey, birthdays. I got uh, starting Wednesday, February 21st. Jennifer Love Hewitt, 45. William Baldwin, 61. Kelsey Grammer, actor, singer, 69. The next day, Drew Barrymore. The little girl from E.T. She's 49. Steve Irwin, Crocodile Hunter. Would have turned 62 if a stingray had got him. Robert Kardashian. Would have turned 80. Ted Kennedy. Would have been 92. Washington. 
President Numero Uno, 292 years old. All right. Friday, February 23rd, Dakota Fanning. She's the daughter of Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. She was in the Fifty Shades of Grey movies. She just turned 30. I wonder what shade she was. <laughs> Peter Fonda would have been 84, but he passed away. Saturday, the 24th, which was Mom and Dad's anniversary, Dad's birthday, and our ice speed board meeting. Troy Mayweather Jr., boxer, 47. Phil Knight, co-founded Nike Sportswear, 86. Steve Jobs from helped develop Apple in 69, but he passed away. Abe Vigoda, 103, oh, wow. but he, he's also passed away. Yeah, he was on uh, Barney Miller. Yeah. Right. Fish and Barney Miller. And a, long, a lot of times through the 90s, people, there was a rumor going on that he had died. They kept going on TV, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> Charles V is 594. Sunday, the 25th, Rashida Jones, actress, 48, Chelsea Handler, talk show host, 49, Sean Astin, director, 53, Ric Flair, nature boy Ric Flair, 75, George Harrison, one of the Beatles would have been 81, but he Monday, yesterday, Michael Bolton, singer, songwriter, 71. Johnny Cash, the boy named Sue, would have per- turned 92. Nice. Jackie Gleason, 108. Buffalo Bill Hunter Soldier, 178 years old. Tony Randall, 104. Tex Avery, 116. Yeah. To, today's uh, Josh Gro- Groban, 43. Chelsea Clinton, 44. Hmm. Donald Loaf, <laughs> 58. Adam Baldwin, 62. Ralph Nader, 90. Joanne Woodward, 94. Elizabeth Taylor, 92. Constantine, the great emperor, 1752. Wow. He's the oldest and the last one. There we go. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you mentioned two bald ones. Apparently, they're not bald one brothers because they're a little more like a couple days apart. So they wouldn't be twins either. <laughs> Well, they're they are brothers. You know, there's three of them. But the, they're not born on the same day. I mean, you, you said right. one on an earlier day and one on the on the later day, and it's like apparently the, those two aren't related. <laughs> well, maybe was there a year or two between them? I don't remember that. No, yeah, they were both yeah, sixty-two. You said oh. were, unless I missed it, one was sixty-one and one was sixty-two. Oh, then know. they would be brothers. Uh, if they're both sixty-two and born like two or three days apart. That'd be kind of difficult on the mom. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody. Surely you've seen things like this before. Safe even for a baby's tender skin. Random topic. Anyway, 
and we titled it for a random topic. And whether you spin the wheel or not, I have a special topic for today. <laughs> spin the wheel. Uh, Our special topic of the day, Excuse me. as you know, uh, this is a leap year, and Uh-oh. when we get this posted, it will be a leap day, so I have some fun facts about leap year. Oh, cool. You know, 13 unexpected leap year facts. I'll try to run through these as quickly as I can. Some of them are kind of spread across a couple different fun facts, but... Uh, we have to start out with, um, let's see, about every four years, February gets an extra day. We do this so our calendars don't get out of whack. But February 29th has some interesting tradition, and here are some surprising facts about that bonus day. Uh, first, it's all about the sun. It takes the Earth about 365 2189 days uh, to go around Earth, or 365 days, like four hours and something. And the Gregorian calendar we rely on uh, has to have an extra day added about every four years. Uh, uh, Otherwise, after about a century, we'd be off, our calendar would be off by 24 days. So, you know, Spring would start, would be off, and so forth. So they, they reset it with the extra day. Um, second, Caesar and the Pope. Uh, Julius Caesar introduced the first year, leap year around <laughs> 40 BC, but his Julian calendar had only one rule every year that's uh, not divisible by four. Let's see. Leap year around 46 BC uh, had only one rule. Any year evenly divisible by four would be deleted. So, uh, because otherwise there would be too too many leap years. Uh, the Gregorian calendar, 500 years later. Um, I guess made some correction. Now, technically, it's not every four years. Is another fun fact um, that his concept wasn't bad, but his math was wrong. The extra day every four years was too much. Uh, there's a leap year every year that's divisible by four. This is it's like the same fun fact to me, but they called it a separate one. Uh, you know, basically, uh, every year that ends in a zero zero has to be divisible by four. So in other words, you you don't have a leap year on say nineteen hundred or eighteen hundred or seventeen hundred, but or or you do have a leap year, but on years like the year two thousand, the year sixteen hundred, you actually do have a leap year on those years. So uh, it's another fun fact there. To, to kind of put a short point on that one. Uh, the fourth one, is, and the next few relate to popping the question, um, is uh, a leap day 
tradition says that it's okay for a woman to propose to a man because according to tradition, you know, men propose to women, but the custom is attributed to various historical figures, including St. Bridget, who is said to complain to St. Patrick that women have to wait too long for their suitor to pop the question. (laughs) And so Patrick said, the women have one day to propose. So every four years on the 29th, a woman gets to propose to a man. That proves it right there. We have to wait four years. <laughs> yeah, I got to wait too long. Uh, number five, uh, it's a day that doesn't legally exist. Uh, another tale claims that um, somebody of Scotland would have only been five. I don't understand what that's talking about. Five years at the time. But basically, uh, men who turned down the marriage proposal, pro, uh, marriage proposal on the day would be uh, issued a fine. Uh, so on February 29th, uh, they said that if the, the day had no legal status, it was okay to break with the convention and the women could propose. I don't understand why that's, what is, that has to do with not having a legal status, but um anyway this is a fun fact this article has here uh, number six there's could be a fine for not accepting which again sound like the same one to me um, but if a man does not accept the leap year proposal it will cost him in denmark a man who refuses must give her a dozen pair of gloves <laughs> in finland uh, he must give her enough fabric to make a skirt. So uh, uh, essentially the woman gets to ask the man, the man has to say yes. And if he doesn't say yes, he has to (laughs) pay her off. Uh, What's up with the gloves though? I wonder 12 pairs of clothes. It's cold over there. A pair for every year (laughs) or for every month. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. Number seven, it's bad for the marriage business. Uh, not surprising. Leap year is bad for nuptial business. I don't understand why. Uh, one in five couples in Greece avoid it because it's bad luck. Um, number eight, this is a leap year capital. The twin cities of see, Anthony, Texas. And Anthony, oh. New Mexico, uh, are the self-proclaimed leap year capital of the world. They hold a four-year leap year festival that includes a huge birthday party for leap year babies. ID required. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, number nine about those leap year babies. Uh, when it's not a leap year. Leaplings have to celebrate either on March 28th or March 1st. Uh, people born March. on Leap Day, of course, are called Leaplings or Leapers. And most of them don't wait every four years to celebrate their birthdays. But they will usually either pick a day, either the 28th or the 30th or March 1st. Uh-huh. Uh, um, the 
tenth one, record-breaking babies. According to Guinness World Records, the only verified example is a family producing three consecutive generations born on February 29th. Belongs oh. to the Peel Peter family, born in 1940. His son, Peter Eric, was born in the UK on Leap Day, 1964. And a granddaughter uh, was born in the UK in 1996 on Leap Day. So Grandpa and dad and daughter all have uh, leap day birthdays. Uh, number That's 11, awesome. famous people born on leap day. Well, I'm sure Terry will mention these again next uh, week. Uh, famous people born on leap day include composer Josh Rossini, motivational speaker Tony Robbins, jazz musician Jimmy Dorsey, actor Jenna Farina, and rapper... John Poole, to name a few. I don't know any of those, but I'm pretty sure that Rossini, the first one, is the guy who wrote the Lone Ranger uh, song. Hmm. The William Tell Overture. Henry Mancini? No, Rossini. <laughs> oh, Ross, Rossini. Oh. Uh, he's an Italian composer. Uh, he wrote the... Uh, it's not called Lone Rangers. I can't think of what the name is called. It's. Uh, I just told you. The William Tell Overture. Something I'll think of it later. Uh, number twelve, leap your proverbs. Well, I lots of proverbs. Uh, leap year in Scotland. Leap year is thought to be bad for livestock, which is the leap Scottish saying. In Italy, um, anno funesto means leap year. Uh, there are warnings against planning special activities such as weddings. Uh, it says a leap year women are erratic. Anyway, uh, <laughs> whatever. And finally, uh, there's even a leap year club. Uh, the Honor Society of Leap Year is a club for people born on February 29th. More than 11,000 people worldwide are members. The goal is to promote Leap Day and help Leap Day babies get in touch. And hmm. those are the 13 fun facts about Leap Year. Now, the one uh, about the woman asking the man, I, I thought that was, that, that was like an all-year-long thing, where all year long a woman could ask a man. But it's, it's really only on the 29th, and the man is obligated to say yes. And I, I guess there's I've so heard it's like of a study. Day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I've heard that there's there actually is a problem with that is just because you get asked, just because you have to say yes, often that marriage will fail because <laughs> you, you kind of got entrapped. Because it's an it. ugly girl. It's an ugly girl asking the good looking guy. She, I wonder how many maybe. people have been married on that day. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, according to some of those fun facts, uh, the people in Greek think it's bad luck, and uh. Italy says women are erratic. <laughs> well, not, not erotic, updated. erratic. <laughs> I have an updated fun fact, too. Yeah. While you're doing that, okay, there are four Baldwin brothers that are actors, okay? Mm -hmm. Alec Baldwin, whose birthday is April 3rd, He's 65. Daniel Baldwin is 63. And Adam is 62. 
and William is 61. Okay. So wow. the, the two you so, mentioned yeah. are the year prior. I, I couldn't remember, but yeah. So there we, <laughs> there we go. The, the air has been cleared. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think there was more, but four of them are, are actors, or maybe that's all mm-hmm. there is. That's four, but anyway. But anyway, there there we go. And we're all done with our random topic. It was maybe a little bit longer than I like to have it. But Take your hands off me. Let me go. Take a look at that. For the land's sake. That makes it be time for some news. This week in the news. Well, I can start off with a good one. Keith was over in Japan. Were you in northeastern Japan when you were there? Or southern Japan. Japan. Oh, okay. Tokyo well, is southern, Mount Fuji is southern, yeah. I was going to say, well, that, that, that might be why. But in Japan, an, an annual event, the Naked Man Festival, comes to an end after over a thousand years. Aww. No more Naked Man Festival. It was canceled... Naked because men have been canceled. Declining populations. There's no more naked men to look at. <laughs> they would uh, weren't like totally naked. They were would run around in loincloths and go to. Uh, they were naked or- enough. Japan. <laughs> Hundreds of loincloth men gathering at Kapusaka something uh, chapel. I can't, I don't know. I don't speak Japan. Japanese. Uh, yeah. uh, they would go and get a bag of talismans blessed by the chief priest at Dates back to over a thousand years. Hmm. It's held on the seventh day of the Lunar New Year. I think it all has to do with like fertility type thing or something. I don't know. But I would think so. <laughs> That's all I got for that story. Oh, okay. Right. Well, my first odd news story is about trying. Somebody's trying to bring. A man is trying to bring uh, pythons into our country from Canada. He got caught at the border. Because, of course, <laughs> pythons are natural to Canada. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's bringing all them over the from place Canada, up there in the frozen though, tundra. America. And that, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> He's from New York <laughs> City. And he actually had these in bags in his pant legs. Uh, three, three. Not not um, stuffed down his underwear or something like that, huh? No. <laughs> Bernice pythons. He had in his pants. He was fined and uh, convicted. He had to do so much community service. You know what? You remember back in the we used to have the bell bottom pants. Remember? Yeah, the yeah. open bell <laughs> cover your whole feet. Yeah, and those things now. They have wide leg pants now, so it's wide all the way down. I'm wondering if that's what he had on. But he was on a bus, not on an airplane, and he got caught at the border. You know, those snakes were illegal aliens. They should have been given a, 
the cell phone and told the report in court in four years from now. <laughs> <laughs> they were young adult snakes. And he had them in bags tied to the inside of his pant legs with some kind of drawstrings. Hmm. I guess they found it because he was probably rattling when he got off the bus, his plastic bags. Well, they, they wouldn't be rattling, but they might be writhing around quite a bit. <laughs> Look at that guy's legs under his pants are just moving around. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it would have been ideal. It would have been a, a dream thing for me if I was in high school back in the day. But in Ohio, lawmakers propose paying students to attend school oh, and wow. graduate. Yeah. You get money to be in school. Um, I don't know. I'll hit my search button somehow. Uh, Ohio state lawmakers propose bipartisan legislation, uh, not just fight chronic absenteeism, but to give students incentive for showing up. But it's bipartisan. That means Democrats and Republicans are all behind this. Uh, it's a pilot program ran by the State Department of Education and Workforce. They will provide money from kindergarten through ninth grade students. Do, do kindergartners have an attendance problem? Wow. <laughs> uh, schools throughout the state will be able to express interest by applying to the department um, and uh, they will be tasked with, with selecting one urban school and one rural school. And each school that applies needs to prove that they have an absentee problem and low report cards. Now, I, I thought, so great. You, you, now you have a bunch of school superintendents say, okay, everybody skip school, everybody <laughs> skip school, and get bad grades so I can apply for this. Give me some <laughs> money. Yeah. Uh, but it is a pilot, so only 50% would get paid, and the other 50% would be considered the control group. So I guess the idea is, we'll see, we have bad attendance, we're going to pay some to show up, and if they still don't do it, uh, then we know that's a bad idea. Or if they do show up and the control group still doesn't show up, then maybe it's a good idea. I mean, huh. But every other week, they will pay $25 to participating ninth grade students and parents or guardians of kindergarten student, students. Uh, then... Uh, let's see, ninety percent or higher attendance rate during that two-week period. So, um, anybody who is is there ninety percent of the time will get money. So, out of two weeks, you got ten days of school days in two weeks. So, out of those ten school days, you have to be there for nine of them. You can only miss one day. If you miss more <laughs> than one day, you don't get paid. Seems uh, like it. Kindergartners, like you're saying, I would see paying them five bucks or something. Over no, they, they them. get paid twenty five bucks, but it goes to the parent or guardian. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking because little kids like that, they don't even know what money 25 is. Twenty five dollars of bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. As you get older, you'd be really <laughs> interested in it. The older you get, it seems like they'd give them more money, but uh, advancing, they, you know, get a raise. 
it, it goes on to say at the end of each quarter, participants within 10 to straight of 90% will also receive a, a dollar, a, a, ugh, I can't talk, $150 at the end of every quarter huh. if if you keep up your 90% rate. Um, then at the end of the year, you get $500 if you get 90%. So if you maintain 90% uh, present, you're going to get that much money. <laughs> 25 bucks every two weeks, 150 at the end of the quarter, and 500 bucks at the end of the year. Huh. Now, uh, I would definitely, when I've, well, in some years I wouldn't have, but by the time I was in high school, I was kind of really getting into school and enjoying it. And I was there often with perfect attendance. I didn't hardly miss much. Yeah. So I definitely would have got some pay, pay money for that. Uh, I have snake. a while Jill was doing her snake story. I I have one too, but I actually something happened last night. I could have said it earlier in the opening thing, but Terry saw on Facebook last night that on Illinois Avenue here in town there was a somebody's python escaped, and it was hmm. on the loose. And I said, "You want to get your iPhone flashlight? Go look for it." No. <laughs> but anyway, so. In Arizona, there's a woman there who went outside to clean her porch and lifted up her welcome mat and discovered a rattlesnake sleeping uh, under it. That must have been a lumpy, a lumpy welcome mat, or maybe there's a hole in the porch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you know, it's like uh, so she went out to clean her porch and she lifted up, and the snake was asleep, and she dropped the mat back on top yeah. of it. And uh, she called. Uh, How could you tell it was asleep? Was it snoring? Rattle, <laughs> rattle, 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 rattle. <laughs> and Bryce Anderson, she called Bryce Anderson with uh, Rattlesnake Solutions. And she came and pulled the mat up and had tongs, you know barbecue tongs, I guess, I was snake catching tongs, and the snake was asleep because it wasn't rattling, you know. Oh. Now, yeah. Another question I have is, how did she walk out the door and not step on it? <laughs> right, right, it's like, that's what it says. It's like, um, it was a western diamondback, three feet long. Wow. Coiled, not, coiled not tightly. Super long one. Yeah. And it instantly sprang to life after they took the mat off. And covered him, sure he got cold. <laughs> it was a blanket. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, um they had it in the bucket in a couple seconds. They took it to a wilderness area and released. It was about three foot long. And they're saying that like what you said about how could somebody not notice the big lump underneath and you know, maybe, maybe it's because that's where she sweeps all the dirt is under the mat. <laughs> so it was already lumpy yeah. from all the dirt she swept under there. What would have happened if a passerby would have stepped on it and felt their foot sink into something live? Yeah. 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 That's got a pile of, what is that? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, how yeah. did the lady not step on it coming out of her door to sweep the porch unless she came out the side door or the back door or something? <laughs>
There's a woman in Louisiana, um, in Lafayette, Louisiana, and when she came back out to get in her car, she thought she uh, got her backpack strap stuck in the door, and what it was was a yellow-bellied river snake trying to stuck get to her car door? wanting to ride. That's <laughs> like, you on my way, lady? <laughs> Are you a taxi? I need a ride. <laughs> And so uh, she called for help because, you know, a lot of people are afraid of snakes. But it was just a volunteer. Somebody right there in the area helped her capture the snake and release it over into the bushes. But huh. I was like, boy, there's just snakes everywhere this week and everywhere but on the plane. I, I guess the weather's nicer on the move. Huh? Yeah. That is weird. Just crazy. But that's that was a short story. That's about all there was to that. Just I thought, wow. And actually, there was another quick one after that that said that there was a snake in a helicopter, the military oh. Coast Guard helicopter. It was in there sleeping, but when the the men came towards it, it took off. So It, it, it was a, a, a Navy helicopter full of seals. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy, we're seals, not snakes. Gotta go away. <laughs> No, no, oh, no, National Guard. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the snake wanted to help save a life or something. Yeah, use <laughs> me as your rope. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the rope. Let me, let me bite you on the arm. Let me hang my tail down. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a kind of a historical story that's back in the news. <laughs> Um, Amelia Earhart, her plane has been found, or they think it has. Uh, Deep Sea Vision is a company that captured the image on the last day of their 90-day mission to find her missing plane. Her For 89 days, Tony Romeo and his team had nothing to show for their expedition to find Amelia Earhart's missing plane. But on day 90... They made the discovery of a lifetime. Don't <laughs> our images from 16,000 feet under the ocean uh, turned up what appears to be uh, the, the twin tail fins of her airplane, hmm. which is the kind of, you know, the model airplane she had had twin tail fins on it. But they were frustrated on everybody's nerves, but there it was. It pops up on the screen. It's a surreal moment, one we will always remember. Um, he took his findings to the Scripps Institute in Smithsonian, which backs his idea that he found uh, Earhart's plane. Uh, it vanished on July 2nd, 1937, near uh, Callan Island, an uninhabited island uh, above the equator in the Pacific Ocean. Uh, her remains or her aircraft were never found, which sparked a lot of uh, conspiracies and theories and alien abductions <laughs> <laughs> ideas. Uh, the most commonly idea is that she just ran out of fuel, which would make sense. Uh, but if that was the case, that means she would have had to have a broken fuel line and didn't know it. Uh, and she would have brought it down as gently as possible on the surface of the water 
And then basically, as you try to climb out, uh, the plane would probably kind of nose forward from the weight of the engines and spiral mm. to the bottom of the ocean. Huh. Um, so at 16,000 feet, uh, they compare that to the Titanic, which is at 12,000 feet. But at that level, uh, the oxygen-free uh, feature of the water and the, the cold and everything means the plane is probably well-preserved. And so they are looking at doing more explorations in the area to find out more about it. The story. <laughs> I have a in Washington, the state of Washington, a woman captures video footage of a bear trying to sneak in her doggy door. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Holt has video surveillance of a bear. uh, What's it called? Uh, uh, Scanning, walking around, surveying. Her porch, uh, act, you know, taking a, can't think of the right word, you know, scoping it out, you know, checking it all out and uh, trying to see uh, how to get in. I guess I didn't step on that rattlesnake on the welcome mat. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, the, the, the video is quite entertaining, she says. Just uh, watching the bears go put things out. Uh, also makes her worried. Down. That one day she's going to wake up with a bear in her bed. <laughs> so you lock that doggy door at night. The I'm assuming it must be a little bear. Doggy doors aren't really big. It's not like you're trying to let a horse in your house. It was baby bear. It's a baby bear. And it, Until the mama know, bear misses her baby bear and knocks down the door. <laughs> I wonder if it had Goldilocks inside. Maybe. Goldilocks and her husband and, and the Goldilocks baby. <laughs> And the, and the baby bear, bear was trying to sneak in to find her porridge. The bear was pushing on the windows with its nose, pushing on the windows, trying to push on, trying to get access inside. She had two large dogs that didn't react whatsoever. Well, you know, maybe, maybe the bear had seen the dogs doing it. I saw those dogs. They pushed with their nose and said, "What's inside?" We check it out. And maybe the dogs had marked because they were friends. They were out in the woods one day. Hey there, baby. Baby bear. <laughs> Come with us some yeah. And it, it, it reminded me of that story I did not long ago about in Florida where the alligator came into the house. And the, the people went and got that doggy door that would only unlock when the dog's collar would go close to it. So uh, that the like alligator a, could an eat RFID the dogs. chip on the collar. Oh, yeah. yeah. The bear oh, could eat the yeah. dogs in the collar yep. and come in. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The, the collar's in the bear's tummy goes inside. Uh-huh. But the, that, that reminds me, I saw just this morning, there's a new thing that uh, Apple is thinking about putting out. The Apple Ring. You, you you wear a ring on your finger and it, it, it tracks your body like uh, your Apple Watch can. Huh. And they're uh, saying that you can even have a, an app on it where you can reach for your doorknob and if it has a electronic lock on it, it'll go boop and recognize your ring. 
and let you in the door and unlock the door. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. It's not out yet. There's just a <laughs> Mac rumor saying they may be developing it. Uh, apparently, Google has already developed a ring. Huh. Anyway, a quick blurb on that. I just reminded Lord me of the rings. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Rings. Do you think that Gollum really gets excited when he hears the 12 days of Christmas on the fifth day? <laughs> Five golden rings. <laughs> Branches. <laughs> anyway. anyway, well, enough of that fun and hilarity. But take it easy, Jeff. You'll give us all the jitters. Talk to the man. Show him you're the boss. Joe's weird words. It's time for some weirdness with some words. Uh, Jill's words. Our first. I got some for you. Our first word is shambolic. S H A M B O L I C. Shambolic. Wow. Irish words today. Huh. Sounds well, like it. A little bit of everything. Well, I, I can hmm. think of a few things for a shambolic. A sham is something that's a fraud. And like bolic is like hyperbolic, like a, like a hyperbolic curve. So you have a fraud that just keeps escalating hyper, hyperbolically. <laughs> You're uh, on the right track. Um, it's uh, something really fake. Fake news. Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you? Well, this word here, it means <laughs> chaotic, disorganized, or mismanaged. Oh, okay. Joe so Biden. Things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give equal time politically to both parties. Sure. Yeah. Somebody told me you had a boyfriend who looked like a girlfriend that I had in February of last year. It's not confidential, but like a potential. Russian, a Russian around. Another word I got is cabal. C-A-B-I-L. Cabal. 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 Uh, it's it's <laughs> like cattle, only it's not cows and bulls. It's um, uh, elephants. I don't know. <laughs> Council, of the Bl- Council of the Blind in Illinois. M-C-A-B-I-L. Oh. Cabal. McCabal. Dot org. McCabal. Dot org. Um, cabal. I've heard that, but I don't remember what. It, what I think we've it, had it's it when before. when cows go to Vegas and they gamble. A cowboy. They, they cabal. Yeah. They, they play uh-huh. cards. So. A cow and a bull had a little baby. Yes, oh, they what? did. We're- Given equal timing, like you said, to both presidential candidates, because this word means to make petty or unnecessary objections. Oh, 
So I can imagine Trump doing that because the last one was for so, Biden. Or or or, <laughs> or Fannie Willis. I'm not I'm not the one under investig trial here. It's it's those people and then she's got her dress on backwards and depending <laughs> why she sleeps with her partner in law or whatever. <laughs> Come, Mr. DJ, song ponder replay. Come, Mr. DJ, what's to turn the music up? All the gal on the dance floor wanting some more what? Come, Mr. DJ, what's to turn the music up? Hey, Mr. Please, Mr. DJ, tell me if you hear me. Turn the music up. Another word I got is torpid. It's T-O-R-P-I-D. Torpid. A torpid love affair. Oh, that's torrid. Oh, okay. <laughs> torpid. You, you, a submarine sent out a torpedo and they torpid the ship. It's, it's like a, <laughs> a past, past tense, tense of torpedo. <laughs> torpedo, torpedo, torpedoed. Or torpid, I mean, yeah. I think Carrie's a little torpid right now. She take my money, she take my money when, I'm in need. when I'm in need. Yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger way over town. Way over town. It digs on me. Hey! Hey! He's not saying a whole lot. It means huh? mentally or physically inactive. Oh, yeah, Joe Biden. That's Joe me. Biden. <laughs> no, that's me. Huh? Joe Biden is torpid, mentally inactive. Yeah. A little bit we're, torpid. We're all about the presidents. This, this should be the president's day one. Yeah. Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Now, I ain't saying she's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Another word I got is inveterate. It's I-N-V-E-T-E-R-A-T-E. Inveterate. It, it's whenever a, a, a private eye gets castrated and it gets investigated. Oh. He, he gets his de detective license taken away. He's been investigated. Give me your <laughs> license. You can't be detected. I'm on. Inveterate. Ooh, it could oh, mean what a veteran. Veterate, yeah, veterate. Well, to to vet somebody is to check their credentials and make sure they say they are who they are. So to inveterate sounds like it should be that they've passed that process. You've inveterated them, and you know they're they're good. Well. Once again, let's see. Who can I put an example here? It's having a habit that you've had for a long time that probably won't change. An oh. inveterate habit. Inveterate. Okay. I, I, I can see that, I guess. And it, it kind of would apply to, to vet somebody because they would have habits that would be consistent. Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation. No breathing. Don't give up. If I cut my arm bleeding. You'll get a kick out of this next word. Our next word is D-Jesus. And it's, <laughs> it's D-I-E-G-E-S-I-S. D-I-Jesus. D-I-Jesus. It's Easter. Easter because Jesus it. died on the cross. D-I-Jesus. <laughs> no, it has a G in it. G-something. Yeah, G-E-S-I-S. D-I-E. Yes, Jesus. D. And it's D I E, die or die geeses or D geeses. 
Wow. Well, <laughs> I like mine better, Die Jesus. It's, it's the crucifixion. Uh, I know it's not right, but I'm sticking with that. <laughs> well, that's what the guy said when he poked that spear in Jesus' side. Oh, yeah. Die, yeah, Jesus. Because <laughs> I'm losing my sight, losing my mind. Wish somebody would tell me I'm fine. Losing my sight, losing my mind. Wish somebody would tell me I'm fine. Well, I could be, I suppose, in a way, because it means a narrative or a plot. And that could have been the plot in his life. <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, no. you what they call the Q Q Q maniacs or whatever they call them, Q somethings, Q QAnon. That's what they call them. Yeah. Nothing's all right. Nothing is fine. I'm running and I'm crying. Another word is postprandial, and it's P O S T P E O P R A N D I L. Post, Post means after. So it's after you prandial, whatever prandial means. Prandial. Yep. It is after something. You got that part right. <laughs> like postpartum is after you give birth. Postprandial is after they graduate. I don't know. <laughs> You're finally done with them. <laughs> after you dial the post office on your oh, telephone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, a, a pram is like a baby carriage, but it's not pram, it's pran with an N. N, yeah. Wake up, wake up, grab a brush and put a little makeup. I just the fade did not know there was a word for this, but this means to take medicine after a meal. Oh, so uh. when the bottle says... Take this pill after after lunch or something. It's postprandial. Yeah. So it's, yep. you, wow, post. Why don't they say post meal time? <laughs> Prandial <laughs> means meal time, I guess. I guess. I don't think you trusted my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to die, 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 die. Another Take word it. is roseate. R O S E A T E. <laughs> the roseate. Rose the the roses are edible. Roseate. Uh, most flowers are edible. So. <laughs> Rose, that roseate was red, and the, the violets ate are blue. <laughs> Again, <laughs> back with the Jeff Foxworthy. I ate a hamburger, roseate <laughs> McFrench fries. Yeah, there we go. Rose. I, I would imagine it has to do with being red, like ro rosacea means you have a red nose or red blotches on your skin. Yeah. Into the sun. She never loved me. She never loved me. She never loved me. Why should anyone come? Yeah, huh? Keith got it. Just the color of a rose, the rose colored, rose eight. So I had to go easy with that one. Here, come here, come here. I'll take your photo for you. Oh, that one means Terry has gas. <laughs> now the next word's hard. <laughs> Let's see. Rashiasinate. Rashiasinate. <laughs> you better spell that one. 
It's R-A-T-I-O. So it's ratio C-I-N-A-T-E. Ration C-I-N-A-T-E. Okay. I'm, I'm sure Terry was laughing because he probably heard the same thing I said. <laughs> heard Ration. Oh. <laughs> ra ra ration. Eight. C eight. Rationsinate. Rationsinate. You can either have a rash on your eight, or you can be <laughs> eating C rations. You can, you can have a rash on your donkey before you ate it. Yeah. <laughs> Rationate. Well, it just sounds like to to portion something out, to ration it out. But I want because I can if I don't because I wanna. To form judge it by judgment by logic, oh. process of logic. So I think the Democrats don't do something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's not a skill logical. That, the skill that the Democrats <laughs> just don't have. Yeah, it's not logical. No, it's not Doctor Spock. Doctor Spock <laughs> is rationally. Yeah. Hate to say I told you so. All right. With this next word, Terry, put your cup down. Don't take a drink because I'm going <laughs> to spell it. And I'm not going to say it because I ain't going to be able to Don't want to do it. a spit take. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll be spitting out your drink because sure. this next word is F-U-R-B-E-L-O-W. Shurello? F, like Foxtrot. F-U-R. F-U. B E L O W. Bello. Fur bello. Fur bello. Uh, it, it's whenever you go like out fur trapping <laughs> and the trap snaps wow. on a beaver's leg and the beaver goes, ah! The fur level out of bello. Fur <laughs> below is how I thought it would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, that's that why would be I your underwear. Below the belt, huh? <laughs> Yeah. That's why I didn't want to say it. I thought Fur sure below? Terry would bust huh? up laughing if I said below. <laughs> it, it, it's, like, it's like yeah. Tupelo, Mississippi, only it's fur below Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> They're like twin cities there. It's in the land down under. <laughs> in the bikini bottoms, like SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob, fur below. There you go. I guess so. I'm sure that's not right. I hope we're done with that. No, 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 SpongeBob. But, uh... it, it's... <laughs> fell in love with a girl. I fell in love at once and almost completely. She's in love with the world. But sometimes these feelings can be so misleading. Can't think of anything to do. Yeah, my left brain knows that our love is fleeting. She's just looking for something new. Yeah, I said it once before, but it bears repeating now. Not nothing dirty. <laughs> It means the gathered strip or pleated border of a petticoat. <laughs> so oh. maybe like the hem at the bottom of a woman's petticoat. So this is an old English it's word. So pleated it's down of a petticoat. It's down. It's down. Baloney. <laughs> yeah, baloney? down below the knee. It's baloney. fur below and baloney. Yeah. There we go. 
slow down when you turn me on. Turn me on when I feel left out. So I what you do? Well, I turned around. Right around. Oh, baby, gonna be alright. Be alright. It was a great big lie. Big old lie. Cause I left that night. Yeah. Let's see. Another word is prospicious. P R O S. P-I-C-E-O-P-I-C-E-N-C-E. Wow. I can spell it again if you need me to because I think I messed up. P-R-O-S-P-I-C-I-E-N-C-E. Prospicious. Spin something. Wow. Prospicious. 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 Huh. I was gonna say it's like suspicious, meaning you know you're suspicious. Caught in a trap, <laughs> can't walk out because I love you too much, baby. Suspicious minds. Suspicious huh? minds. Suspicious <laughs> minds. Oh yeah. Wow, prospicious. Well, you're you're a pro at being suspicious. Uh, that that. It's far from being right, but I can't imagine. No. Private. <laughs> this word here, I guess, in a way, your tenant there at the mini mall could be this means having foresight. Wouldn't she have a medium or people that uh, can tell the future have foresight? She's a large medium, I guess. Oh, she's, a small, medium. Well, she's a small medium. She's a small medium. She likes to rub her crystals and stuff. Oh, a fortune teller type person, and they can see into the future. But... Don't you wish your girlfriend was raw like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was fun like me? That's my words for the week. That was 10 words. I sure thought that fur below would really crack Terry up. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> Let the puns flow. Yeah. At the fur below. Yeah. Oh, Tell Miss Brooks to take care of herself. Goodbye. Terry's top 10 list. $10,000 worth. All that, it would be time to move to some top 10. Top 10. I have a top 10 today. Bizarre secrets of chat room activities. Number 10. Celebrities like Marlon Brando and Halle Berry used to use chat rooms uh, and nobody knew who they was as an alias, you know. But well, they had a, a that's what name. Right. That's what everybody did back in the day, in the beginning. You would be surprised that there might be celebrities that was going incognito and you wouldn't know it. There you know? were angels among and, us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a time when Halle Berry 
had made a whole bunch of friends and acting and, and she tried to tell them who she really was. They didn't believe her. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, it's really you're me. Not <laughs> you're a cat till 51. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm really not there. Here's a picture. Oh, it's a fake picture. You got it from a magazine. <laughs> Number nine, chat room software um, can be used to identify people who are trying to groom people, you know, like adults pretending to be children. Right. You or, know, or like Harry have... pretending to be a female in the chat room, which goes that way he will talk to him. <laughs> Back in the AOL days, remember him doing that? Oh my gosh, if I go in there and tell everybody I'm a man, no one talks to me. If I say I'm a woman, everyone wants wants to talk to me. <laughs> and, 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 and there was somebody, one of the kids had a, uh, their friend's mom was like, oh, I didn't know your sister was in town. and She's so nice. And like, no, it's not my sister, it's my brother. No, your sister, I know it was your sister online. It was like, yeah, well, Okay, okay, it was my sister then, but I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, it's <was> Terry. <laughs> Number eight, Coke would pay you, pay you to have Sprite or Sprite, whatever, sitting there so that your friends could see that you're drinking Sprite. Oh, Everybody's pro product Sprite. placement on the video chat. Huh? Wow. Yeah, right. Right. Here's my can of Coke right there. Make sure you and put the label towards the camera. <laughs> wow. McDonald's used to do it and Sprite. And if any uh, sponsors wants to do that for us, I will gladly turn us into a video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll, I'll make my profile picture be a can of Coke or a hamburger or something. Number seven, um, serial killers. John Edwards met people in chat rooms and would uh, meet up with them, hook up with them, and kill them. <laughs> Wasn't there a guy named Jonathan Edwards in Jill's class in school? How did you know that? Yes, I think there was. Yeah, he, he was a pretty goofy kid. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he when we had Boy Scouts, he actually joined our Boy Scout troop. Oh, that's how you knew him. I was gonna say, yeah, he was a, a different kind of person. He was a, a younger guy than us, but like, well, it was John Edwards. John Edwards Robinson was the oh. guy. Back in two thousand, they got a search. They got a search warrant to check out his house, and they discovered two women's bodies. And, uh, drums, 55-gallon drums, and three more women stored elsewhere. And Deep freeze. He had <laughs> lured him, had a, had a lured him to in, his in home. Mason jars. Uh, uh, he was preserving uh, his people so he could have meals for a while. I guess. <laughs> have Six. Munchausen by internet. 
Yeah, that's uh, just like what it is. You know, Munchausen by proxy is making up some whatever. You know. Well, it's whenever people get kidnapped and they're with their kidnappers for so long, they begin to sympathize with their kidnapper. No, Keith, you're mistaken. What you just described is Stockholm syndrome. You're no, no, such no. A bad guy that, after that's all. That, that's uh, that's a difference. Sounds like practice. your parents make you think you're sick all the time, isn't it? They're well, taking that's you right to here. The it's like when you. The, it's to get sympathy from people, hmm. uh, fractitious disorder, faking illnesses, oh, and stuff. Yeah. Like my my sister was in a bad car wreck and she's in a coma on life support. And uh, can I have a day off for my work tomorrow? <laughs> this is number five. Uh, a married couple cheated on each other <laughs> in a chat room with each other. <laughs> <laughs> What's that song they, <laughs> in the 70s about that? <laughs> I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording of a favorite song. The guy who wants to they cheat on his wife. Yeah. That turns out they're cheating on each other. With each other. <laughs> with each other. <laughs> Not a new and, concept, apparently. Yeah. And so they, they cheat on each other, and they didn't know it was each other. And uh, a Bosnian couple tried to cheat on each other. Hooked up in the same chat room where they began listed affair and they each told their prospective partner according to the 2007 the couple the couple realized they belonged together but you know, whatever but they, they, uh, they don't know each other they show each other naked body parts hey it's funny my wife has a tattoo just like that <laughs> <laughs> That's that's funny. Funny. My husband has a mole right there in the same place as yours. <laughs> Four. A German cannibal used chat rooms to lure victims to his house to eat them. A German Sounds cannibal. like the last guy. Or the last one. The serial killer. Yeah. He did that too. Right. Right. Uh, a guy in Germany who was a cannibal was looking for another man and he 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 didn't get in any trouble because they videotaped the the whole thing. Like when the guy got him to his house, the guy agreed for him to kill him and eat him. <laughs> he didn't get in, he was later charged with manslaughter. Oh, he did get eight and a half years. Germany didn't have a law <laughs> about cannibalism. Oh. And murder was off the table because the victim actively consented in video. It's okay. You to... can kill me. Kill me now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny like he got that... eight years. 
<laughs> eight, he got eight, eight years, years. Eight for years. Uh... <laughs> Number three. Two people. Uh, two people met in a chat room to meet up to have uh, violent sex with each other. Damn. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey chat room. And <laughs> I don't understand this one here. The, they hooked up to have violent sex, but when he picked her up at the train station shortly after that, she died. Oh. And he took her to his mobile home and he was charged in her death. I go, this doesn't, that one doesn't make any sense. I don't. So they don't had it. sex and then she died and he took her to his house. I think I would have just left her there um, <laughs> and like walked away really fast. <laughs> or, or maybe she died later. I mean, he found her and took her home. But, well, that is weird. However, it's weird. Number two. Wall Street bankers used to use chat rooms to read. Uh, thanks for sharing secret information and chat rooms allowed uh, oh, the market trading. to. Yeah. Right, right. In 2013, yeah. they were still doing it up until t- t- 2013. Uh, so you hang out in the right chat rooms, get the insider scoop, and buy that stock. Right. Or, or Get some insider like trading that. going on. Yeah. Come on, push. There we go. Where? Number one. Where? Huh. Uh, a, a teenager made a bizarre chat room scheme to plan his own murder. Kill me. Come and kill me. You, you can be and, a cannibal. You can kill me, okay? <laughs> this is like, like, 2003, uh, this happened. And it was in a chat room, rolled over into the real world. And, and a teenager him, huh? was st- stabbed in the chest and the stomach. A 14-year-old boy was stabbed in the chest and the stomach, punctured his liver and kidney. His 16-year-old attacker was trying to kill him because it was arranged in a chat room. Then wow. There we go. That's Be like, careful what you wish for. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's some weird things that go on in chat rooms. Watch out, people. Well, you know, the age-old advice as far as the internet goes is you go to chat room. You don't give away too much personal information. Yeah, like my stepdaughter. I need some diapers and some wipes. Anybody <laughs> help me? I need some and gas for the, money. For the baby, too, yeah. <laughs> I need some gas money. That's my online online journal. Yeah. Share it with everybody. Yeah, that's what I don't like about that. When people use social media for their, their own personal journal, and they complain, how dare you 
share this post with everybody you think you just <laughs> did you're public here right it's like going out to the door at walmart hey, a dirty laundry my husband don't like me my kids are crazy <laughs> my dog beat me i need toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, enough of the uh, the list then. Top it was Thank heaven I've found you. Why haven't you been answering me these last few days? Do I have to check in with you everything I do, every place I go? Anchor topic. Anchor Tied topic? To... Thanks very much for being with us tonight. Go to anchor topic. That is correct. Oh. And as mentioned, is it will be on the vest, which we use as a wild card. The vest simply is getting your initial help to your visual impairment services team leader. But hey, since Terry had already talked about his golf thing and promised us the part two, why don't you wrap up your your golfing adventures for us? I would have wanted to come back anyway, uh, but. Uh... With the guy um, inspiring me to come back and get a free set of golf clubs. Ooh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. <coughs> but I would hit a five or ten balls, and I go, okay, I got to go sit down. So we'd sit on the bench. You know, so I'm sitting there. I can take a golf club out of my bag. I'm sitting there while I'm sitting, you know, kind of doing the swing while I'm sitting there, you know. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know what? I could probably do better if I was sitting in a wheelchair, you know. Yeah. I, d- I didn't find out till later. My wife tells me, you know, that there was a lot of people there that didn't have legs. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) One guy was uh, teaching uh, an 80-year-old woman uh, to play golf, and she was in a wheelchair. And he said she was the nicest lady, southern accent. And when we got out there on the golf range and everything, and she hit that ball and, and chipped it or Shot in the rush. You should have heard all them four-letter words coming out of her mouth. I was like, <laughs> Maybe yeah. she was a veteran too, right? Maybe she was a Navy. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, she was That's a Marine. He said, sailor. Oh, Marines. Yeah, this was bad. Yeah. And and so there's a lot of people that had. Uh, she said prosthetic legs. I said, I said like full legs or or the kind like the metal pole like on Forrest Gump. Oh, both. You know. There's Just people like both like Captain Hook or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this was all indoors. I had nets set up. I didn't. Oh. But yeah, we were driving. Some people were driving. Some people were putting. Some people were, you know, using the other irons. But uh, yeah, the, the I kind of hit nets a- that you're talking about, they had there. They're not the kind that are elastic. They're just kind of there to catch the ball and drop it you know and like i i hit the first five balls you know i, I would go to put you know put my club there my my wife would put the ball on the ground and step back you know put it on the ground step back you know so she got lots of exercise doing that you know but you know she you know was enjoying it actually you know which surprised me but uh and, and then, it was fun for you too because when she put the ball on the ground she was kneeling before you my <laughs> my, my, my back was hurting and So then the guy's like, you want to, here's one of my clubs. I went out to my car and got a club out of my own bag. It's a little bit longer than you're seeing. And I measured, whoa, it is longer, you know. So I got up and used his club 
the rest of the time. You know, and I hit five more balls. He goes, how's your back feel? I go, it feels fine. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, that's the difference in the club. You were bending over too far. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you know. And so you do have to have the right size clubs. You know, long story short, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, having and, the right and, size. And Heinz, yeah. I discovered because sometimes they do give you a shorter club than what you really need. And right. I find if you instead of bending over, if you just bend your knees, so you, you, your right. back stays you know, as vertical as possible. You just bend your knees down. It, right. it saves bending over and stressing your back. And I was the only blind guy that they have encountered coming through. That's why. Well, but well, maybe when I'll I learned, sign up and I'll be too. <laughs> yeah. I said what what they usually do is like okay where's the net at you know like I said I take take my club and point me in a direction right there okay so then I plant my feet you know and then but then I put my right foot back just a little bit mm-hmm. so that you know it was almost like a like I was getting ready to you know in a walking stance almost but right. I had my right foot back a little bit more and that felt even better you know whenever I would take a swing at the ball you know it's like Oh yeah, I'm ready to do. Something. There's some people driving, man. You could hear them hitting that ball, you know, everything. But right, and I didn't know things like you know. Like I said you got four minutes to find your ball, you know. Supposedly in the normal game, these are rules for a normal game, and uh, the different things like you said uh, when you hit it under par or eagle or right. birdie and all those different terminology uh, tells you all that stuff and uh, be quiet when they're addressing the ball. If you, <laughs> if you get uh, in a sand trap, I didn't know, like, you know, of course, when you get a divot on the golf range, you're supposed to fix it. You know, you, they get you, grassy, you, you put some grass seed on it. Yeah. And put the little grass back on top. And the thing is, is uh, then, uh, I didn't know that in a sand trap, you have to have, you have a little rake. You're supposed to smooth the sand out when you're done. I go, are you kidding me? Wow. Oh, I didn't know that. And you got to smooth now, now out the sand. That, I know when we were up at Heinz, your, your sighted assistants who would drive the cart. I mean, they, I knew they covered up the divots and put the, the, the grass seed down. And if they could find a clump of dirt, they'd put it back. But I didn't know they, they were like, you know, fixing the sand trap as we're doing that. I mean, well, the yeah, one time I don't remember getting one, the one time we were so, so you know centered down the fairway. It's like I purposely said, just drop my ball in the sand trap. I just want to see what it's like to get out because they, you know they say it's so hard. He dropped the ball right. in there, swack, and there goes my ball. It's like that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but then whatever you any little like little divot or scrapes you put with your club you're supposed to s- smooth that out i go are you kidding me wow i'm glad i'll have a sighted assistant <laughs> yeah, the, the military lines all the rake lines going straight <laughs> on the sand traps they actually are in a pit and so you actually do have to like get some elevation on your ball because you're like two feet below the surface of the grass or something yeah, they so you have that like a sand special pile. club. You got that club as, as uh, it's a sandwich. Uh, yeah, not a sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, the the wedge uh, is is kind of a cross between a putter and a and a like a, a one iron or something. Yeah, huh. and they uh, 
it, it seems like it'll be fun. You know, I, I'm, I think you know, I like it and everything, but it's it's totally different than the whole tea tournament thing in Iowa. It has nothing to do with that. This is a totally separate thing, because once you go through the little training, the, you know, for, they have PGA, a guy from the PGA that's actually showing you go, going over all this stuff with you, oh, wow. and then when you go play golf on the different ranges. Now, for this particular setup here, this three month session, they do it every quarter, and every quarter you may go to a different golf courses. It lists them. Of course, you know, I don't have to pay you going with them. But if me and my wife said, hey, let's go play golf tomorrow. Well, then we'd have to go pay, of course. It's not free. You know. fees, yeah. And you have to call around and say, you know, hey, Belt Park, do you have golf court, golf carts? No. You know, like my wife was telling me, she, she carried the, the clothes. Oh, my God, these things are so heavy. And They are. And then she looked around and she said, you know, some of those guys, they got these little, you know, she was trying to explain it to me, you know, describe it. Then, you know, a little dolly thing, you put them on and wheel them around, you know. Well, yeah, you have that, but it's still a lot of walking around, going from hole to hole, you know. If a golf cart's a little quicker, I'm going to need some place to sit down, you know. So, yeah. But it, it was fun, you know, and uh, I can't, when I hit, you know, I'd like to go out and hit some real golf balls and stuff but well you'll anyway. get there and so anyway uh kind of a, a throwback to last week with manual skills this this would definitely fit that category where you, it's a quality of life thing you can still enjoy sports and activities uh, no matter and what it's exercise yeah whether exercise. You're or in a wheelchair or whatever uh, there's exercise and ways to adapt it well that was fun what do we do now email that's the idea, honey. We don't want him to get lonesome. Uh, and now it's definitely time to get into an email. Do we have any email? What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? Um, it says, Hi there, Keith, Terry, and Jill. Let me tell you about a bad day I had at my job. I'm a teenager, and I have a job in Indiana working at a car wash. I don't remember how the video was captured. I think it must have been on one of the security cameras at work or something. But my boss let me have a, a copy of it, and I posted it on Twitter. Well, I mean X, whatever. It's going viral. I was just doing my job when I had to deal with an extremely rude customer. I mean, it all happened so fast. The whole ordeal only lasts about 14 seconds on the video. I just reacted to defend myself against a rude customer who threw lemonade in my face. Oh. If you can find the video online, it shows me spraying water through the car uh, car window of the vehicle. Like I said, it happened so fast. I was loading the car, as I have done with so many other cars before that one, making sure they safely entered the car wash belt, and then once I pulled the car in all the way, 
I punch in all the numbers into the system so the customer gets the car wash they paid for. At my station, we also have a power hose just in case there's a lot of extra dirt on a car or truck that needs a rinse before they go inside the car wash. But as the belt starts to move, suddenly I hear a window rolling down. I look <laughs> up and I see this lady throwing her drink at me. <laughs> I swear it was just a reaction. As I tried to dodge, I ended up pointing the power hose in her direction and sprayed her. (laughs) You can see it all right in the video. I told my manager I was not okay with a a customer throwing her drink at me. Anyway, my employer sided with me. He (laughs) says he wants to protect workplace safety. The customer and her boyfriend have been banned from the car wash for life. <laughs> Anna Harrocky in Indiana. Wow. So, defending yourself on a job from showers of lemonade with the power <laughs> hose. <laughs> in the face, through the window, all over the inside of your car. Caught on video. Wow. That's crazy. Why would you dump lemonade out? I guess maybe she's just wanting to empty a cup. I don't know. It doesn't. She doesn't really say. Uh, I, I can only guess that uh, maybe the lady knew her from somewhere. Maybe it was a fellow student at whatever high school she goes to, and they had a little axe to grind or something. Uh, maybe. Maybe inside the store, the the teenager said something, and it made the person mad. Oh, for some reason, the lady in the car had a little bit of anger management to control. Sounds like it. Uh, and maybe she was in the right to be mad. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say. But clearly, the manager is on the, his employee side. So, well, that's good. Stick up for your worker. <laughs> yeah. And they banned that girl. <sighs> banned her for life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for your wonderful letters and in part payment. We're sending you all of our love from the USA. So, so long, fellas. Send this email. TSF at thatsoundsfunny.com Thanks. Uh, That's more like it. Final thoughts. That guy's most likely be my boss for the next year or so. Here's our final thoughts. Uh, Guess who I ran into on my way to the optometrist's office? Everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Yep. Well, did you know the average human walks 20,000 miles a year and drinks 42 gallons of coffee? That means they get 41 miles per hour or per gallon. (laughs) Per gallon. (laughs) 41 miles per gallon of my coffee. Yeah. Maybe better. I don't know. I may walk less than that and drink more than that. So maybe <laughs> my, my my miles may vary. <laughs> uh, I'm taking my laptop to the dentist. I just hope he can fix my Bluetooth problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bluetooth. Hmm. Why are trips to London so popular with Siamese twins? Because it lets the other one drive for a while. Wheels on my side. Yeah. <laughs>
My neighbor yelled at her kids so loud last night. Even I brushed my teeth and went to bed. <laughs> What's your mouth on, so For sale, box of candy canes. Mint condition. <laughs> wah, 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 jingle bell. <laughs> oh, hi. I haven't seen you since the last time when I hoped I'd never see you again. No! <laughs> <laughs> he says to himself. <laughs> I do my own stunts, just never intentionally. <laughs> what do you do when zombies are attacking your house? Surrounded with treadmills. <laughs> Let's keep on shambling out there. <laughs> <laughs> Who did the pharaoh talk to when he was sad? His mummy. Little Egypt came out strutting, wearing nothing but a button and a bow. <laughs> I'm giving away a free parrot. It has no legs. No purchase necessary. No purchase. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. Here's another kind of a Halloween one. What's Dracula's favorite kind of coffee? Decaffeinated. <laughs> Some thieves have broken into my house and stolen everything except for my soap, shampoo, shower gel, towels, and deodorant. Those dirty criminals. <laughs> oh, man, I dropped my phone on the floor. I need to check and make sure all my Facebook friends are okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did the tree go to the hairdresser? Its roots were showing. <laughs> I am multitasking. I can listen, ignore, and forget all at the same time. Why is it hard to play hide-and-seek with a Pokemon? Because they peek at you. <laughs> you stop peeking at me, Dad. <laughs> We're sending to the ICU. <laughs> I got another Halloween-related one for some reason. You know, I was just wondering, do haunted houses still have living rooms? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> If you stop asking me why I'm so crazy, I'll stop asking you why you're so stupid. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a typical conversation at the Terry household. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I spotted a leopard once. Turns out they're born like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Imagine that. You know, if laziness was an Olympic sport, I'd come in fourth. No. So I wouldn't have to walk up to the podium. Well, my boss told me I should start every presentation with a joke. So on my first slide is a copy of my paycheck. I ran twice today. First, I ran out of soda. Then I ran out to get more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, What do you call a restaurant that sells only beans? A gas station. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have such a soft, massaging new couch. No, you're sitting on my cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a good day. The bulb finally burned out on my check engine light. (laughs) Problem solved. Definitely. (laughs) Uh, My wife accused me of stealing her thesaurus. Not only was I shocked, but I was appalled, aghast, and dismayed. (laughs) There, she accused me of that. (laughs) I burned my Hawaiian pizza last night. I guess I should have put it on a low high setting. (laughs) A low uh, setting. (laughs) (laughs) What do duck hunters like to eat with their cheese? They like to eat quackers. I was having dinner with a world chess champion, and there was a checkered tablecloth. It took him two hours to pass me the salt. Move <laughs> that chess piece. Um, I have no idea what I've forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> what do you call a man with no arms and no legs and a pile of leaves? You call him Russell. Russell. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, well, did you hear that Dracula split up with his girlfriend after she had a blood test? She was not his type. Let us take a moment to enjoy the salad pun. (laughs) (laughs) Let us take a moment. (laughs) Well, the the inventor of autocorrect passed away. His funeral is tomato. (laughs) (laughs) That's autocorrect for you. Oh. What do you call a zombie who writes music? A decomposer. <laughs> I think I'm just about out of them. <laughs> I might have a, a horror. A horror movie for bugs would be called Windshield. 
I got one more good one. Whoever tries blindfolded archery, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have one more. Um, Me too. What happens when a cow stops shaving? It grows a moustache. <laughs> Maybe a bull would do that, not a cow. But... I'm in shape. Round is a shape. That's all I got. I'm round. You don't have any more to wrap around us out, or is that all? Well, as I get older, I remember all the people that I've lost along the way. I was a terrible tour guide. Especially since you worked at the the Safari Adventures of Disney. Ah, yeah. Where'd they go? My people got lost on the ride. That's certainly extraordinary. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Well, that kind of <laughs> takes us to the very ending here. That old man's the suspicious one human I ever knowed in my life long. Yeah, but he ain't the smartest fella I ever seen either. That's all, huh? <laughs> yep, simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the part where we like to close it all out. Hey, this is your host, Keith, saying thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That's how we really do grow our audience the most. Hey, send us an email. Let us know what you think about the show. What part do you like best? What part do you like least? <laughs> send us your own funny family story. Uh, <laughs> tell us your own uh, latest thing happening. Uh, leave a comment on any of the show notes. You can send us an email if you're visiting our web page. And uh, with all that, I guess I, I'm done and we are out of here until next week. Nobody has. Bye bye. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> send this email tsf at that sounds Bye bye. <laughs> See you later. That sounds funny. That sounds funny. Two blind brothers and a blind sister. We tell it the way we see it. Okay, that's enough.